I'm Gemma Murner and welcome to the final episode of my Mind and Wellness podcast. Over the past month, we've been hearing about experiences from a variety of guests and experts, and I've been sharing some of my own stories, all with the aim to improve your everyday life. And I hope this has helped in any small, medium or large way. Today, we chat with life coach and mentor Alistair Gray, one of the most positive people you will ever meet who discusses what a life coach is and how having one can improve your everyday life and set you up with the skills to move forward. You're guaranteed to pick up little tips to help you with what we've discussed so far in this series. Before that, I'd like to take a few moments to summarise a few key points from the podcast so far. Stress. Just taking a few moments each day, however small, It could be whilst you're brushing your teeth or just getting an early night all helps reduce stress building up. Fitness and nutrition, doing any kind of exercise, either a short walk or using that to build up to something further down the line and joining a gym is a good place to start and build on the journey of getting more active that will help the body and the mind. Living with Episode three and four were our living with episodes with conversations about ADHD and autism from Holly and hearing from Beth who rebuilt her life and amongst other things, learning how to walk again, following a severe illness, all this and she's only 24. I'd like to thank all my guests for allowing their stories or advice to be shared to you. If you've missed any of what's been discussed, all previous episodes are available now and at Mind and Wellness UK on Instagram and TikTok has tips, content and advice from the whole series. Plus, we've had short bonus content releases that have provided some moments designed to give you some much needed thought, reflection or a short burst of me time. Again, all these are available via Apple, Spotify and Amazon Music. Now we welcome our final guest, Alistair Gray, as we explore the world of life coaching. The Mind and Wellness Podcast with Gemma Murna. Hi, Alistair, and I am so thankful that you've agreed to come on this podcast for us today. If anyone doesn't know out there, Alistair Gray is an amazing life coach and he has been my life coach for the past year. I did my training with yourself and it's been life-changing for me. So thank you so much, number one. But number two, the reason why I wanted to get you on here really is for you to explain what life coaching is. I think people still don't really understand it. So I thought you were the best person to explain what life coaching is and what it can do for us. First of all, thank you, Gemma, for inviting me on. Uh, you can't seem to get rid of me. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it's a question that we're asked a lot when it, it comes to life coaching and probably one that before I trained to become a coach, I never really knew what it was because coaching for me had been more familiar in the kind of sporting context. So growing up playing football and various different sports, I would understand what a coach was, but I never had an awareness of a life coach or even the idea that there was someone who could help another person, you know, move through life and and feel supported to navigate 
whatever challenges show up. So my understanding of life coaching before I began, like I said, training and, and, and becoming a, a coach was very limited. To be honest, my first thought was, is it you know related to therapy? Is it related to self-help? What, what is yeah. it? The best way that I can describe life coaching, and I first experienced it sitting on you know, the other side of the desk, I was a client to a coach. It's a process where an individual gets the chance to, to spend time with another human being who listens intently, who holds a space, and who allows the opportunity for you to sit and consider and contemplate different aspects of your life and have moments of clarity or realizations about you know, mm. what is this area of life? How is it looking? And, and how would I like to move forward in it? The opportunity to consider and contemplate and reflect on life in a, on a deeper level. And then ultimately to, I suppose, imagine and consider how you would like your life to look in those areas. And that was a really totally. foreign concept to me. You know, I'd, I never had the chance to to really think about life in that sense. And so when I first experienced it, it kind of felt quite magical. It felt like, wow, one, someone's listening to me. <laughs> yeah. you know, two, two, I've yep. not really thought about these things before on, on that mm. level. And three, you know, the very process of having that space does allow, you know, new thinking, new ideas, um, creativity to, to emerge from that space. So, you know, that was, my first experience of life coaching and how I would describe it to people now is it's an opportunity for you to consider life on a deeper level and to imagine how you would like life to look if you were to move forward in a certain yeah. area and then to be held and guided and supported to take the necessary steps to realize that outcome. It's how do we want our life to look? And we have a choice about that. I think people don't realise that we do have a choice of how we want to live our life, how we want to move forward. And as you said as well, the visualisation, like how powerful is that visualisation when we do sit with clients? I've been coached by you as well. And you have that visualisation and then you have those steps to move forward to that life you want to live. It's so powerful, isn't it? So powerful. You often don't realise, you know, when you enter an experience like life coaching, how many limitations and barriers you've placed on yourself, yes. but unconsciously, you know, without realising that you've placed these limitations. And that could be in the form of beliefs or it could be in the form yeah. of practicalities or resources. And then yeah. suddenly, you know, you're, like I said, being invited to visualise a different reality, to visualise a future outcome. And all of a sudden mm. you begin seeing the potential of that. You begin believing that that could be possible. And so yeah. the visualization part is, you know, a really powerful experience for most people when they sit in, a, in a, a life coaching session because suddenly they're being given permission to open up their mind and their mm. heart and their awareness to a whole new world of possibilities. And, um, and I still remember the first time, you know, that I was on the receiving end of a visualization mm. experience and, and it, it felt visceral, you know, there was something physical happening as well. 
Um, yeah. Where I began feeling that sense of excitement and possibility, and yeah. and I was like, wow, okay, this this stuff has got something to it. You know, it's definitely not what I imagined. There's a power to this, and 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 it was impact me. There's such a power. Yeah. That energy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It is that energy of like you said, that excitement about life, about moving forward, of what's the next steps instead of just going oh. Just waking up every day and going to work. You know what I mean? That vibration of the energy is just completely different, isn't it? When you embark on the life coaching journey. Because I remember meeting you, Alistair, when we first had our chat before I came and trained with you. And I did think, and I'm going to be very honest with you, I thought, no one can be that happy. <laughs> no one can be that happy. Honestly, when I met you and now I am that happy. <laughs> like literally every day I am just so thankful and grateful that I'm on this journey and we've spoken depth about this haven't we it's like when you just let life flow but you've also got that visualization it just becomes so much nicer doesn't it and that pressure's just took off you yeah do you know it's funny that you say that can I share a, a story with you it, it was yeah go on it was one of our other students who came through our academy and this individual used to mentor me actually when I was in the corporate world we reconnected a few years after, you know, I'd left the organization mm. that we were both in. And maybe, I'm trying to think, probably six or seven years later, you know, we launched our academy. And, yeah. you know, this individual reached back out to me and we reconnected and, and eventually they came to train with us. And I, I remember our academy hosting like a community kind of Christmas event in London. And, yeah. you know, there was a group of like, our alumni and people who've trained with us from different years and everyone came together and there was maybe about 30 or 40 of us and you know this individual came along and at the end of the night he comes up to me and he goes I'm not going to lie he said when we first started talking and we reconnected I, I thought you're super positive and optimistic but there can't be many people <laughs> who are as positive and as optimistic as you are and he said and I've just met another 40 people who are exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this a, like is we're this all a cult? tribe, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, is this a cult? There's something that mm. I think when you begin to let go of some of those yeah. limiting beliefs and the shackles that have been mm. holding you back, you begin to feel a, a greater sense of freedom, right? A greater sense yeah. of liberation. And, and I think what naturally emerges from that space is joy yeah. and a deeper sense of gratitude and appreciation for life and fun as well, you know. Sometimes life can feel really serious. And I've yeah. certainly been in that position in the past where everything's felt super serious. And through this process, I've learned to feel less serious, to feel a little bit lighter yeah. and joyful. And I think that's what it is, isn't it? Instead of us controlling what life should look like. Just allow life to be. And you still put the work in, you still do all the things that you need to do, but you enjoy the journey a lot more. Just tell me about a few of those companies that you have worked with because they're good, aren't they? So go on, tell us <laughs> yes. some of the companies you have worked with. You know, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of big brands, you know, global brands yeah. that are well known, holding space for employees at Google and Nike and Dropbox wow. and you know a lot of technology companies, a lot of startups yeah. and scale-ups, so a whole variety yeah. and, and a lot of the, the clients that I would attract, not only in terms of the corporate work that I do, but also on a one-to-one -one level, are typically mm -hmm. high achievers. You know, they're yeah. people who are high performers, who have a role or a responsibility that involves a lot of stress and pressure. And I've probably attracted those clients and brands and also 
those one-to-one clients because that's who I was, you know, in, in my own corporate mm. life and, and throughout, you know, yeah. not only my corporate life, but just life in general. I, I've always been someone that was entrepreneurial. I was someone that was always pushing myself and, and to achieve. And so I mm. understand what pressures come in that environment and also, you know, what often fuels that environment as well. And and for me, yeah. certainly some of that fuel was the feeling like I needed to prove myself or yes. needed that I needed to succeed, you know, to receive the recognition or the admiration or the love and the connection. Mm. And for me, unlearning some of that was, was part of this journey because at some point that became unhealthy for me, you know, it led to yeah. burnout and, and it led to, yeah. you know, a, a breakdown in many respects, mm-hmm. you know, on, on a physical yeah. and an emotional level. So I've been fortunate to work in the corporate world. And I think having an understanding and the ability to empathize with the pressures that people face has yes. really helped, you know, when holding space. And do you find that is most of the time that you discover with the clients that you work with now is the pressures of the high achievers, the trying to push to get certain kind of, you know, uh, contracts or whatever it might be over the line. Do you feel like that is most of the time what they've all got in common? Unfortunately, uh, not only in the, the high achiever category or even in the corporate world, I think as a species, you know, as, as a way of living, yeah. certainly in the Western world, we tend to all run busy lives now. You know, yeah. There's very few people who certainly I've come across and had the chance to work with who hasn't felt a sense of pressure in some area of life, you know, whether that's mm. to do with the career, the job, the parenting, the financial yeah. aspect of living, you know, especially what we experience in the economy and, and the instability mm. of that. So people tend to just have a lot on their plates. You know, I've said this to you before, Gemma, I believe everyone should have a coach and people would say, well, of course you're going to say that because you're a coach and you run a coaching academy. Taking a step back, even before Mm. I was a coach and before I ran an academy, coaching truly transformed the way that I experienced life. So many of my own family members have come to train with me as a coach because it impacts every every area of life. When you're able to self-coach take a step back from the many different hats, roles and responsibilities mm. that you're wearing and bring awareness to how am I feeling right now? Bring awareness yeah. to what am I committing myself to? Having the ability to, to have some self-compassion in moments totally. where you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed. For me, everyone in the, the planet would benefit from having that space. Yes. When I went through your program, I said, even if you're not going to be a coach, I think you should go through the teacher training. It makes you understand a lot more about life. You just discover a lot more about yourself and how to be with other people as well. So, you know, in corporations where there's a lot of people working together and things like that, I think it's a really good program to go through to, you know, be a coach. And like you said, just to recognize your emotions, because a lot of people just block them out and just keep working. I don't mind sharing this, but we've worked together for over six months, didn't we, on a a recent course you were doing. And for me, it was about just taking that pressure off myself. And then as soon as I took that pressure off myself, I realized that there was so much more potential and life just flowed in such a nicer way. 
because I am very driven. I always have been and I've been in, you know, the TV industry where you've got to be on the go all the time. And I led myself to burnout as well. And it's, um, you know, we can still achieve things, but we don't always need to push. We just need to kind of have that self-compassion for ourselves. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and I love what you just said, Gem, and going through that experience with you and, and those realizations yeah. coming and pressure can make diamonds, but it can also burst mm. pipes. <laughs> yes. And like I've been to the point where I put so much pressure yeah. on myself that the enjoyment of what I was doing was completely yep. devoid and everything yep. became about the outcome. And if the outcome mm. wasn't realized, then I was unhappy. Or if the outcome wasn't realized, I felt unworthy. Or if the outcome wasn't realized, I felt I wasn't good enough. It's just such unhealthy emotions for us to be carrying around with. Absolutely. That leads to often self-criticism and this sense of feeling disenfranchised with who you are. So, you know, I think pressure can be healthy at points, you know, when we've got a common goal to work towards, when we've got mm -hmm. an outcome that we wish to realize. But, but what I've learned is not at the expense of enjoying life and no expense yeah of relationships, which was my own experience, you know, the, mm -hmm. the pressure that I felt, which led to burnout, not only destroyed me physically and, and mentally and emotionally, but it impacted everything else around me, including the people that I loved most. So finding that balance of saying, feeling a sense of fulfillment and, and passion and purpose for what you're doing, but also an awareness of what is fueling this? And actually, mm. am I enjoying this experience? And what do I need yeah. to do to make this an enjoyable experience? The other thing I wanted to ask you was, what is the difference between coaching and therapy? Because I think a lot of people think when they're getting a coach, it's a therapist, so then they can speak quite openly, like do therapy, but there is a big difference, isn't there? So can you explain that for us as well? Again, this was one of the misunderstandings I had of, of coaching uh, because I didn't really know where it sat within that personal development, self-help space. And, you know, the difference between coaching and, and other forms of support, such as therapy, is that coaching is very much focused on the here and now and then with a future-facing lens. So coaching yeah. is all about understanding where someone is at in their life in the present moment that we're in. And then understanding mm -hmm. and working with the client to develop a, a vision and an idea mm. of where they would like to travel, what they would like to realize, what they would love to create. Whereas therapy, and, and again, this can vary depending upon the therapeutic practice, but tends to focus more on the past and the experiences mm. that have occurred, helping people to unpick those experiences yeah. and to have a newfound awareness around some of those things that may have been preventing them from feeling, you know, a deeper sense of connection or love or joy or peace mm. within themselves. Mm. That's where the difference comes in. And again, there is a, a gray line, if you like, because naturally in coaching, yeah. when you build an intimate relationship with someone, which is built upon trust and intimacy yeah. and confidentiality, then it's not uncommon for the past to, to show up. But mm -hmm. again, as a coach, you know, you're role is then take the client and, and what they've shared and then allow them to bring that into the present and the mm. future and understand how can we use this to move forward you know what are the insights we're always bringing the client 
to look forward. Because I discovered that with you, didn't I? And we've spoke about this before, my limited belief, because I was diagnosed with dyslexia at seven. And then I had a belief that I couldn't ever write an essay, couldn't read anything, couldn't do this. And then when I came on your course, there was two essays I had to write. And I remember sending an email going, oh, I, I don't think I can do this. I don't Because the this belief, this panic that came up from the past, I remember I got an email back going, it's fine, you can either speak it and record it or we can just get on a call with you. So it was really lovely the way the company dealt with it. But I was like, actually, no, I'm going to try. And then when I sat down and written the essays, I was absolutely fine. So from the past, this limited belief that had been holding me back. And I do think that was like one of the things that completely unlocked this next stage of my life of just believing in myself and not kind of holding myself back saying I can't do this can't do that but it was that was a limited belief from like the age of seven so I've been mm. carrying that around for so long and it was stopping me from my full potential things do come up from the past but it's about then how do you move forward Gemma and I remember you sharing that with me before it was feeling safe enough and supported enough to then yeah. go into that challenge right like yeah saying actually this is something that's been limiting me in the past now I feel confident and safe yeah. and supported to attempt this and to move mm -hmm. outside of my comfort zone. And I think what you've yeah. just described is a great representation of what the power of coaching, because suddenly when you've got a person or a group of people around you, yeah. which is believing in you, encouraging yep. you, creating a safe yep. environment, you suddenly begin to say, actually, it's safe to push that comfort zone. It's safe mm. to step outside into something yeah. that may be new or even scary and give it a yes. go. Yes, totally. Like our little community, I shouldn't say little because it's a very big community, but our community of coaches and, you know, recently we've just worked together. That to me, I don't think I've ever found that anywhere of people really genuinely supporting me and wanting me to do well and really kind of listening to me and my emotions are valid. I think that's why now I can easily talk about that limited belief. But for many years, I hid that so much from people that, oh, I'm dyslexic, I can't read that. Or, I, you know, I was really embarrassed by it. So I really, really hid it. But after moving through coaching with yourself and the community, I'm like, no, I'm proud of that. I am dyslexic, but I've pushed through it. Now I am moving forward. And it's that thing of, I think that was the one thing that pushed me out of my comfort zone. And then now I can't stop pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I can't stay in it at the moment. I'm always like, oh, what else can I do? What else? You know, you do constantly take those steps that you might never, and you just don't know what can happen. When you do push yourself out outside that comfort zone, that is where the magic is. This is why I really wanted to get you on today and talk about it and make people understand so much more about coaching because it is wonderful and it has completely changed my life. So if this, you know, recording really resonates with somebody, what are the steps that they can do to kind of either hire a coach or if they're not at that stage yet, how can they be more aware of life coaching? I want to also just thank you for sharing what you just shared as well, because that message is so powerful. Individuals in every walk of life, but also future generations. I think that I wonder what would happen if we were to nurture children 
in the same yes. way, you know, from a young age. Oh, that's another conversation, we're... isn't it? <laughs> that's <laughs> another like podcast, podcast. <laughs> yeah. about our younger generation and how to bring them up to have this mindset. Yeah, we'll have to get you back on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is, it's such a beautiful thing. And, and what made me reflect on that as you were sharing, Gemma, about your challenge or your experience of learning that you had dyslexia and feeling like you couldn't show that. Like I had a similar conversation with my daughter yesterday about mm. dyslexia, interestingly enough. Yeah. And, you know, she's six, about to become seven. And it was explaining to her and showing her that different times in her life, she's going to meet challenges. And yeah. some people will have a different set of challenges to others. No challenge is insurmountable. And also, actually, these are beautiful gifts that we all have and that we're all unique yeah. and all have this incredible expression. Mm. And, and just encouraging the diversity of people and our abilities and who we are and why I think that coaching philosophy and approach should also be taught in schools. Yes, you know, I totally Giving children agree. the opportunity to express and explore who they are without feeling like they have to be someone else or that they have to be great at every subject, but instead yes. encouraging them to find their way and making them feel that that they are enough regardless of mm, yeah. whatever challenges they face so i just yes. wanted to, to capture that yeah no i love that because well. i think i really struggled in school for that because i remember i was a real confident child and then when i got that label I then went into an introvert, then got bullied, then was like, I'm not good enough. I can't stand up in class and read. So that was a massive impact on my life and probably changed the journey for me. So I totally agree with that. In schools, we need to show children that to be themselves and they're beautiful no matter what, whatever they can do. Going back to the, the question that you asked, if someone was interested yeah. or how would they start? Mm -hmm. I think... In the same way that as children, you know, we benefit from that belief, support and guidance. I think as adults, certainly for me, yeah. it was almost re-engaging with that experience of being guided. And, and that felt quite vulnerable at first for me. So people who are listening to this that may feel inspired by coaching or by training as a coach, you know, in both scenarios, yes. there may also be a hesitancy because it also requires a vulnerability in certain respects. And that vulnerability when it comes to coaching mm. for me was, God, am I showing a weakness by asking yes. for help or reaching out? Is it showing that yes. I'm not able to do this myself? Mm -hmm. So, you know, my ego, if you like, my pride was being challenged. And so I think the first step is knowing that it's absolutely okay to ask for help. And if anything, yeah. we begin to make life easier when we ask for help. It's definitely one of the most impactful and deepest lessons that I've been served is to ask for help. This experience mm -hmm. of life can be made a whole lot easier if you ask for help. Yep. And to my amazement, when I began doing that, which really stretched me outside of my comfort zone, I found a whole group of people that were willing to help. <laughs> you know, and yeah. like, Isn't wow, it amazing when you do ask? <laughs> That built a certain confidence and trust again and just humanity. It's like, wow, there are people that genuinely want to serve and contribute and who have yeah. the best interests and who are non-judgmental and they mm. wish to see you do well. And in the same way that you yeah. described as you experienced it going through the coaching program and also in the, the group program that yep. I facilitated, 
these people actually want you to do well. And not only that, mm -hmm. but they're encouraging you and they're supporting you and they're challenging yep. you, but they're also holding a safe space. So, you know, for anyone that's thinking about coaching, the first hurdle usually is being okay with asking for help, knowing mm -hmm. that it's not a weakness, knowing that it's not a sign that you're incapable, but instead it's a, an empowered choice to receive support and guidance that could help you and the people around you to live a more beautiful life, to experience mm -hmm. life in a more evolved, enhancing way. So that would be the first step. And the second one is people often ask, how do you find a coach? And, you know, mm -hmm. my own experience was by beginning to ask people that I knew or trusted in my network about coaching and if they knew anyone. Yeah. And, and my first experience was finding a coach who became a mentor to me. And, mm. you know, that came through a recommendation of a friend. And so that's yeah. one way. And the other way is, of course, listening to podcasts like this or yeah. reading books or joining communities, you know, whether that's on yes. a social media channel or platform. When you begin to set the intention to look for support, in a group, yeah. you tend to find that things begin opening up, you yeah. know, and all it takes is that first conversation or that first message, yeah. that reach out to mm -hmm. begin the ball rolling. You know, that would be what I would say on the, the coaching yeah. side. And if people were thinking about training as a coach, well, obviously yeah. I'm biased and I would say reach out to us, <laughs> Mindful uh, well, Talent, uh, yeah, I, because we run I a honestly think. <laughs> What I loved about yours, Alistair, is the fact that did have that element of the meditation side of things. It wasn't just a coaching company that just talks about figures. That's just kind of not my bag at all. So with Mindful Talent, it was about you growing as a person and then having that space with the meditation. And obviously, because I, you know, teach meditation and yoga, it was a really perfect fit for me. That's why it's called the transformational coach, because you do transform, don't you, by the time you've been through the course. Like a lot of my clients from Mind and Wellness, our membership has gone through the course as well. And they, they're just so happy and they're excited for life and their work. And honestly, I've seen it before my eyes with my clients, like how amazing they are feeling after doing the course with yourselves. You know, I, I don't know if you know this, Gemma, but we renamed it the Transformational Coach because of the feedback and the testimonials. So it used to be called the mm. Trusted Coach years ago. What we realized is that obviously we offer a professional qualification, but really where the power is, if you like, and also the part that we feel most passionate about is the transformation that people go through within themselves mm. when they train yep. as a coach. So it's as much a personal development and self-discovery journey as it is a professional qualification to then yeah. help others. And again, any courses that I've ever enrolled to or any training that I've committed to, that personal development aspect of it has to be present because the more we go inwards, the more we understand who we are, the more yes. we understand our values, which will change over yeah. time and evolve. But the more mm. we understand like the essence of who we are and what matters most and what we enjoy in life. And I think then we've got a full cup to then give it to others. You know, we're then able to yeah. 
whatever is flown out of us in a way that yep. doesn't deplete us, but instead gives more to the people that we encounter. And equally, it's mm -hmm. like an ecosystem. It's like we give more, but we also feel more. We feel more energized. We feel more fulfilled, more yeah. content, more yeah. for the purpose and meaning. For us, that was an important part when developing the course was uh, to create an environment where people come and, and they do go through a transformation. They realize totally. more about themselves and, and they begin, you know, feeling deeper connection to themselves. It happened with me. And like I said, I can see it with my clients that have come to you to train as coaches. And it's just wonderful to see so many people just like living their best life. And they really are. They're just so excited. The opportunities that are flowing to them because they're not putting any pressure on themselves anymore and they're getting to know themselves more. When I joined your, your course, I was like, oh, I know a lot about myself. I've been on this 10 year journey with yoga meditation. And then honestly, it just took me to another level. Where can we find you, Alistair? So if anyone wants to either go on the course or work with yourself or know a bit more about you, where can we find you? You can find us on social media and, you know, you can find the, the company Mindful Talent, which is, of course is yeah. where we run the academy through. And it's just at Mindful Talent on Instagram. You can also yeah. find myself on Instagram, which is at Alistair underscore Gray. And of course, yeah. you can go to our website to learn more about our courses, mindfultalent.coach. For any corporate employees or organizations, yes. then, you know, I'm active on LinkedIn as well and often share, yeah. I suppose, ideas and thoughts about, you know, how we can bring more awareness and lead from a place of consciousness and be a conscious yeah. leader and bring some of this goodness mm. into the, the organizations. Totally. And the lead. I just want to say a huge thank you for coming on because I knew this chat was going to be amazing. We've worked together for nearly like two years now, haven't we? And honestly, just keep spreading the love like you do. Just a huge thank you. And I've just loved it. Thank you so much, Gem. I'm, it's funny, I'm, I'm just realising we've not even met face to face yet. We haven't, <laughs> have we? Everything that we've done is virtual. I did think that a minute ago. I was like, we haven't actually met face to face, but you know, <laughs> thank God for technology. That's all I say. <laughs> yeah, and obviously I'm extremely grateful to have the chance to come on here and, and hang out yeah. today as well. Well, this is why I wanted you on because after myself becoming a coach, still people don't get it. And I really wanted to kind of spread the word how amazing coaching is. And I didn't think there was anyone better than yourself to, um, to have this chat with. So thank you so much. And with that, the Mind and Wellness podcast is almost complete. From looking at stress to becoming a life coach, we've covered many aspects this month and I hope we can share more together in the future. If you started this journey with me midway through the podcast, you can listen back to anything you've missed. Episode one looked at stress. Episode two covered fitness and nutrition. Episode three and four were our living with episodes with conversations around autism, ADHD and rebuilding a life. And we've just had a big insight into the world of life coaching in this episode. Search at Mind and Wellness UK on Instagram and TikTok to gain exclusive content and for details on how to access the gym membership for your mind. Thanks for listening to this podcast and I hope we've managed to support you and give you something to think about. 
Get exclusive content, help and advice on Instagram and TikTok. Search at Mind and Wellness UK. The Mind and Wellness Podcast with Gemma Myrna. Gemma Myrna. Gemma.